Why, hello there. If you don't already recognize my sultry voice, this is DJ Art of the High Score 510 Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Why, Jesus, will bless you. So go check out patreon.com backslash highscore510. And for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte, you can help DJ Art get the newest choker from Claire. Wait, who, who wrote this? Who wrote, who wrote this? Seriously. That's fucked up, man. This isn't a choker. It's, it's real pearls, bitch. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. You are listening to High School 510. Where real talk is our vernacular. Now, in the realm of porn, if he's sitting there, you over here taping him wipe his ass, dude. No, that's, that's a, it's a nature, him wiping it's nature his video, ass, instructional video for sure, kids. You know what? Do that shit when I'm not on the show, then. You can do it all you want. That can be your Tuesday show. You call the Darius and just keep clipping it while wiping his ass. Do whatever you want. I don't care what you do. I'll just tell you, man, you want to make some NFT money. That's that's where you You ain't going to make no NFT money. You ain't going to make no dollars. Shell NFT. Oh, man. Oh, man. We really, they really out here bidding for a Darius wiping his ass. Somebody will. Nobody will bid, man. I'm going to make you get this shit for free. Uh, uh, the girls in one cup still out there? Yeah, it's probably still out there somewhere. They probably sold an NFT of it, too. They didn't sell no NFT. Bet you five. Look up two girls, one cup NFT. Look up a two girls, one cup NFT. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyways, um, we'll. uh, Very non fungible. Jay, are you a Tigers fan? Uh, no, I'm not. I just, but, I like this hat a lot. No, no, it's no, no problem. You'll catch me wearing all different types of hats, and I'm not a fan of the team. Um, but uh, you know, I love, I love new era fitteds, and and that one's looking crispy. See, what I've realized, I like, I like like the blue, the navy blue new eras, right? Yeah. I've realized that Detroit is one of the only ones you can wear where someone doesn't, ha- no one's gonna have a negative reaction to it usually. Like, I was wearing a, a, a Astros hat around for a minute. Like, I don't care about any of them. I just like the hats, right? So yeah. everyone was getting on me about the Astros hat because all, all, all the shit that they had, the cheating shit, and then they had just beat L.A. or some shit. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. like, I need to switch it up. If you wear a New York hat or a Boston hat, there's always people who got issues with that. People only ever give me compliments about Detroit. I don't give a fuck about any of the teams. You know what I mean? But Detroit's the one where it's like no one ever, no one ever says anything negative to me about. All right, it. Motown. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you from Detroit? <laughs> no. Nope. No. Oh, four motors. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right. Um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score Five One Zero podcast. You can catch us at High Score Five One Zero on the Instagram, the YouTube, and at. Horcrux Hipster on the Twitter. You can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash highscore510. And we are here with... Uh, this is AG3, representing Highscore510, coming at you faster than uh, faster than I should have changed my channel or turned off my TV while watching that NBA dunk contest. Horrible. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And we are here with... Everybody's fam- favorite uh, truck driver, uh, friendly truck driver, 
Captain P Funk. Um, this magic moment. This nigga couldn't remember uh, what kind of truck driver he I, was. I don't know what that <laughs> is. <laughs> run that back, Pedro. Run that back. You know, you know it's crazy. It's kind of hard. Everyone's favorite. Uh, <laughs> shit, uh, at least, uh, at least you sound no, like. At least you don't sound hard. like you in like the 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 staircase <laughs> nook at at a haunted house though. So I'm okay I'm, with that. I'm, just, I'm distracted because you know I used to be a rapper, uh, Jay Lincoln. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I I got bars. <laughs> they just in my mind. I can't spit them out. You know he ghost wrote for Smokey Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Just just one track. That, 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 one, track. that one track. Smoking that smoke, doing that coke, dealing that dope, giving up hope. And we're here with our special guest. Yo, what's up? This is Jay Lately representing uh, Red Lobster Biscuits over here. <laughs> All the cheddar biscuits. <laughs> Got the cheddar biscuits, baby biscuits. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. There you go. You get the I am delivered. Andrew C. Caldwell, my brother over here. He out. He, he, he trying to snatch up Kim from Kanye. That's tight. Shout out to him. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. How you going to slap up? Come on, man. <laughs> And we're also here with our other guests. This is Lido P, Cool Calm Collected, also known as the uh, co-founder co of Black People Saving Baseball. And I'm happy to be back on the 510 podcast to talk about that atrocious dunk contest and uh, some M MLB uh, off-season union uh, negotiations. So I'm happy to be here, y'all. All right, pal's been around. Here's somebody, pal. Where you been since yesterday, knuckle? Oh, no. You been fucking around? Nope. Let me smell your dick. Horrible ass movie. <laughs> what movie is that? Baby Boy, man. Baby Boy? That's a, movie. Man, that's an excellent movie. Oh, shit, horrible. Shout out to Tyrese, uh, sponsorship, prayers to your mother. You know what I'm saying? We make fun of Tyrese a lot, but uh, you know what I'm saying? And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. And I think the answer to our problems is um, exactly where they were for Martin Luther King when he changed the world. Love, peace, education, tolerance of others, Jesus. There we go. That's what, that's Jesus. what we need. We got, I think we should start every show with the Dabo Sweeney quote. That's what we're going to do from yeah. now on. Dabo Sweeney is going to always set us where we need to be. Love, peace. Education, like I said, others. you know, uh, Jay, let me tell you guys this. You know what I realized? People from the Bay Area, Jared, you know, Jared is more comfortable around white trash and meth addicts from like California, from like Jenner and places like that, than he is with a middle class or working class Southern white man. A guy huh. with a family that might talk about Jesus a lot and this and that. Jared can't relate to that. So he struggles mm -hmm. with someone like Dabo Sweeney, who's not a bad guy. I trust him more than those meth addicts when we be going hiking and shitting over there on that side of town. A hundred percent. Every time we park my car, I'm worried that I'll come back and all the wiring is fucking gone, right? Well, how are you comparing meth addicts to, to a guy Jared who's paid millions of dollars to coach football in the South? You're comfortable. You're comfortable around. You always... Look, you're throwing these trolling quotes out about Dabble Sweeney, playing the sound bites, and you're trolling Dabble Sweeney. But I'm like, he's a fine guy. He, he had you know? sex with my mama. 
That's the way you acting. But yet you'll take us hiking <laughs> with people fucking that's like, oh, yeah, you got to pay us for this. You got to pay me now in cash and make sure you keep this on your car. And they missing half their damn teeth. Right. <laughs> and, and then here's the thing. They're not smart enough to sell them before they when you first start doing mess, sell your teeth. It's a financial decision. It makes sense. No, they just smoke them rotten. And Jared's comfortable around that. He's comfortable because that exists out here, but he's not comfortable with the white guy who's deeply religious in a family. And I don't mind if you're deeply side. religious. Don't worry. I've been I've been to Sebastopol. I've been to the mega churches and along Antique Road. I've been to a couple same. of those. That is not the same as a Southern Bible Belt white. I'm person. just saying. I'm just saying. Not it's, it's, not, it's not. It's not the religious components. Well, actually, it's a historical tie and it's a triggering thing that you can say this. I'll you ain't you, never been there to be here. No, 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 no. Because I know that. I know that the roots of our country's foundations are very much tied to a lot of the same notes that these people are playing. Now, maybe have they evolved and changed, become better? You know, their communities have changed the way they treat certain peoples and the way that they conceptualize the world. Sure. But communities, families, you walk members. like a duck. You talk like a duck. You ain't been there to even you live the on a pond. There. You, you haven't duck. been there to see the duck. It's also, pow, it's, pow. Huh? Go ahead, Jay. It's also like the power dynamic, though, like that 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 myth head out by the river that's charging you for parking that's free can't doesn't actually have any control over your or you know like you're not threatened by this person maybe as opposed I'm threatened. to like, I'm threatened all the white <laughs> <in my car. laughs> white person. What you say, so, pal? Neither neither does the southern uh, like Jesus loving working class white person doesn't have any power over Jared's life either. Exactly. I, I, I would Even say less. they maybe I, I would say they maybe have a little bit more actually in terms of uh voting and and shaping culture and policies and things etc cetera, etc. Cetera. The method can Their vote voice. Yeah, uh, but no, no, no. I don't know no, if we hear that the voice as much already, as we hear this other person's voice. I like the way Jason it because you know what I've already I've already deconstructed what you were trying to say about that. And I already just broke it down. And you not even listen to what I said about breaking it down. And I think a lot of the things in this world, not everything is so bad and this world's falling apart. Um uh, you know, some of these people need to move to another country. Some of them need to move to another country. Question of the day. Question of the day uh, from uh, Reddit and Ask Reddit stream and uh, from Taco Pablo. Question of the TV. day. What restaurant should close for good or if close for good, you would not miss ever, 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 ever. Bay Area oh, restaurants or, or any anywhere. restaurant, any uh, chain would be better because that more people yeah, will know. It feels about a little a chain. personal for you to just call out like a mom and pop restaurant <laughs> yeah, in the like, Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. Dan and Jean's Cafe <laughs> on 12th Street, you fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, yeah. okay, okay, I, I got a big one. Then. I, I, I got I got a spicy answer for this question. I think that all the restaurants that are mandating this jab crow, you know, medical apartheid should all go on. <laughs> medical apartheid. Go out of business. Even Jamba Juice. I, I, I told you I'd have some spicy for you. <laughs> so Pal does not want anybody to have to be presenting a vaccine passport to get into a restaurant. So any restaurant. Or, or establishment asking for that, Powell says, burn in hell. Facts. Mine's similar to Powell. It's one particular restaurant that was just in the uh, newspaper today because it gives its workers mental leaves and, and 
and all these breaks, 401k, but they don't allow tipping. So mine's is restaurants that don't allow tipping. And their whole thing is, well, we pay a, we pay a living wage and we give this, and then they want people to kiss their ass. Oh, you guys are so great. No, why don't you do that and allow tipping, right? Tipping is what I was one of the favorite part that made people hustle. I want tipping back. So all the restaurants, especially Bay Area, New York restaurants are like, that always says real big on the menu. This is a no tipping establishment. We pay our workers a livable wage. You know, they get that $17 a fucking hour, right? So you don't have to tip. How about I tip them three bucks and they get 20 bucks an hour, right? Or they get 25 an hour because I'm tipping my three bucks, my two bucks. Stop thinking you on your high horse and you're doing some good shit because you over there, oh no, no tipping. We pay them a livable wage. If you make a livable wage, Thank I'm, I want to say thank you for paying a livable wage because you're just paying more than the, the minimum wage, but it still ain't enough. Allow uh, tipping. Aaron, I totally agree with you. And and one of the most absurd examples of that was even within the, I, I don't think it's still going on, but 10 years after 9-11, airport uh, food vendors still had no tipping because, and, and it was all under the banner of like uh, Homeland Security. Like, like tipping the Starbucks employee at the OAK airport was banned yes. under this concept of like, you know, I mean, I don't know how they got people to, to buy it, but, but um, it's, I yeah, agree. the no tipping thing is totally, totally. It's absurd. probably because they didn't want no terrorists tipping them too much money to sneak in some things. Right, right. It was like, what, is there a bomb in my $2 bill or like what? Like what's the... <laughs> We put a bomb in your latte, bitch. Atomic Corey. See what this so-called button does. Say, like, drop that shit on the floor and see what happened. All right, Jay, do you have a place? Yeah, I was thinking about this. I've actually never eaten at this place, but I've wanted to. I don't know if I, I think there's a lot of them. It's it's these gas station restaurants. You know, like when you're when you're traveling, and it's it's the Mexican restaurant called Blue Taco. <laughs> there's one on the five or one on one or some shit when you're traveling north, and I, I feel like I've seen it. But there's been multiple times where I'm like, oh, there's a Mexican restaurant in here. Like, I could just get a burrito. And then you go in there and it's just like the whole entire place just smells like two-week-old grease. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> and like you walk it's out terrible. of your clothing and now your shirt smells like mm-hmm. the same Blue shit. Taco. And it, it could be amazing food. I've never been able to bring myself to eat it. But every time <laughs> it gets... It gets me excited. Like when I'm out on the road, I'm like, oh shit, this gas station's got a Mexican restaurant inside of it. And then I always get let down the minute I walk up. I go always go up to check out the menu and then I get let down every time. Yeah, man. It's hard to trust the gas station menus. But some some place I hear, especially in the South, see this is me being positive about the South, got some cracking food spots in the gas stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think California's kind of weak on it, maybe. I think well, California, we, we I think, has harsher regulation. Our, but yeah, you know, nah. you know, you know what spot used to be kind of fire though was that Aztec Grill spot. Oh yeah, Aztec, Aztec Grills were fire. They were yeah, they were all that was the good. Like, they were fire. Right. That's what I, like that's what I'm ex- that's all I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like a yeah. the subway of burritos or yeah. something like that. I'm they were like, solid. My place that I wouldn't mind seeing closed down is any diner that does not know how to fry and sauce wings properly. You know what I'm saying? Mel's Original Diner, they show that they know how to deep fry your wing and you put sauce on it and throw it out there. It's crispy, crunchy, solid. Any other diner I've been to, there's been a couple of taxis is one of them. Those taxi uh, ones and a vintage diner that ain't got shit. If you don't know how to not put your shit in a, in a goddamn oven and bake it so it comes out, the skin's all soft and soggy. If you're not frying it or at least, you know what I'm saying, crisping it properly, 
you can close down forever. You fucking up the wings, man. I could do that. I could have soggy wings myself every night if I wanted to, by throwing them in the goddamn oven and letting them be soggy. I come to an establishment to get crispy wings. So if you got soggy wings, fuck you. This is whack. I can't get jiggy with this shit. Mine is going to be a little controversial. <laughs> it's going to be big controversial, probably. Pal, you'll probably hate me for this. But uh, restaurant needs to shut down. I don't mind shutting down. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Why would I hate you for that? I'm going to have to put a check mark on that one, Pedro. That's a good one. Because. Well, well you're in the South, and you know, you know, Negroes in the South just love them some Chick-fil-A. I know, I know, but I was raised by like a Berkeley mom, so I don't eat like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, look. They don't act as crazy over Chick-fil-A in the South as we do on the West Coast. Uh, dude, we migrated out here. My homeboy was like, man, they putting a Chick-fil-A up in Grand Junction. This, You probably related to this, Jay Lately, because you probably ate at that Chick-fil-A in Grand Junction while you was on tour. Uh-huh. I never had Chick-fil-A, so we get it. It opens up. People was nice, just like they say on all the memes and all the jokes, like cool. Eat the chicken sandwich with the pickle. All right, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. It's all right. Did my did my fries? Did my fries and the ketchup, the waffle fries. So I dip another fry in the ketchup, waffle fry, whatever. I'm dipping in the ketchup. I'm like, my lord, these damn fries taste like cardboard. Why is everybody so hyped about these damn waffle fries? Why is everybody so hyped about? Bringing this restaurant out west, you and you ain't no good because you close on Sunday. Well, if I'm hungry on Sunday, <laughs> you, you, you're not serving any purpose, so you might as well go ahead and close all your stores or take them back down to the south where you are uh, slaves at. We don't want that shit, you Christian bastards. You can't even hold on to Harlem. <laughs> Damn, I didn't even realize they had Chick Fil A out in the south. For some reason, I thought that and was like a, a West Coast. It started, started, in, Atlanta. started in Atlanta. Got you. Started in Atlanta, and it's closed on Sunday because it's South. Something Jared also ain't related to. I was in a, I was in a lounge last night and um, talking to this girl who's a bartender and friend of the owner who's a friend of mine. She like I think works half the time in New Orleans, half the time in Atlanta, and uh, we were having chicken wings. And I asked her about what her favorite wing spot in Atlanta was, and she said, um, she said Onyx. It didn't. It didn't real. I didn't realize till much later that Onyx is a strip club. Not the wings, man. There yeah. you go. No, no, pal. Hey, people will pull up and get the wings and don't even think about the thighs. No lie. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm no, I need. I need females, to get everybody. Isn't that where Lou Williams went there? to go? Where, where yeah. did he go to get his wings? Everyone was like, "Man, where, where, you where, no, he, no, Lou Williams." So it wasn't. Uh, uh, Onyx. Magic City. Yeah. I but, have been to Magic City. How was wings there, pal? Uh, I think, see, I think Jared wouldn't be impressed. Huh? They're a little, little soggy. A little soggy? Oh, see, see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, it, but, but uh, I also, but I had him <laughs> late in the night. Maybe it was the second, the second sh- the shift uh, chef back there. So, what time was it when you were in Magic City? It was oh. bumping, though. I remember the pictures you saying it was bumping. Right. Oh, fuck. It was past midnight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my restaurant that I wouldn't mind seeing closed. This is gonna be also another controversial one. Now I wouldn't miss it. In and out. Overrated burger. Mm. Mm. I agree. Mm. Personally, it's not it's not the best burger, but it's it's always it's consistent. It's, it's yeah. always consistent, consistent and a good that's, standard. That's what change no. is about being consistent. 
to me. They all taste the same to me. An overrated no. burger. I rather go to Tam's here? number 18. Tam's number 15. Oh, we got a Darius in here. Darius, man, what's up? We got our question of the day. Uh, and the question of the day that you're coming in on is, what is a restaurant or chain or just a restaurant that you uh, wouldn't mind seeing close or that should just close for good? Uh, I'm real with you. This is this is topical. Uh, I don't know if y'all can know this. I'm live from the toilet. Uh, I would have to say, <laughs> I would have to say, because of those reasons, I've been stuck here for at least twenty to thirty-five minutes. Uh, I'm gonna say any Safeway hot food bar. Uh, that's what got me here in this sticky situation. Hey, uh, get at the hot food bar. What hey, you, man. you got wings? <laughs> I went for an Asian American fusion. Okay. Uh, a little uh, bit of the sweet, a little bit of the JoJo. Oh, 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 that 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 wok that wok grill caught his eye. It's just not the move, What's man. Has that stuff? Adarius was I staring at that wok grill, and it was like, somebody's going to have to give us some booty. It's, it's right near you, man. Uh, Safeway <laughs> on. Uh, they put up the street near uh, Jamba Juice. That's oh. it, it's no good, man. It's no good. And I've been trying to start the podcast. I've been stuck. So, so <laughs> man, this is rough. Jared, I want to throw in uh, Laval's. You know, it's just like they've always had the good locations, the good screens, and their pizza is just trash. And it's how hard is it to make good pizza? They used like, to have good arcades <laughs> to get you in there, and then you get in there, and you're like, damn, this is not good pizza. And the, the, the crust is just, yeah, LaValle's is horrible. Can I just shout out Pal real quick? Shout out Pal for hopping on the chat looking like John Moran. I know. Like, it's the thuggest, rockish ball. Yeah, this Sorry, is. Sorry, uh, you, you missed it. Um, Trey Young is the style to me and Aaron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aaron and Pal fucking yeah. had Trey Young. <laughs> You look like John Morant and Aaron and Pedro, his uncles. On the- <laughs> uh, anybody else have another hey, restaurant? Y'all gotta go, man. I love the podcast. It's still my podcast. I, own it. I gotta wipe my ass. Peace, y'all. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> oh, my hey, God. that's content. That's TV. content. Oh, man. We could have got, we could have got Dar- Darius uh, doing a blurry uh, wiping his Not ass. Not really, Jared, because then you start entering like porn places. No, nah, because you can like, sell that clip as an NFT no, no, for like $4,000. Well, uh, we're here with Lido P and also Jay Lately. Just want to catch up with you, Jay. Since the last time we talked, your uh, Winnebago album had just come out, and then you had another album come out after that. So, uh, yeah, what's what's new in your world, brother? Yeah, um, I'm actually finishing up a new album right now. Uh, I'm about to start releasing some new shit. But, yeah, the, the one I had last year, I put out two projects, was uh, Winnebago, and then the second one was called Bodega, which is actually named after that town, Bodega Bay, which is out where I recorded all that shit. Like I was telling you, mm-hmm. uh, I got that studio out there. But yeah, so I have a whole new project that I was just out there uh, up in Jenner yesterday, like finishing up all the mixing and stuff on that. I'm about to start dropping some singles and videos and stuff off. I haven't announced the name oh. of the album or the name of the first single or anything like that. Like it's, it's breaking right news. Around, it's breaking right around news. the corner. <laughs> it's right around the corner though. Mm-hmm. And then I got a show. I got a show in uh, Berkeley on March 11th. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're at, at the Cornerstone? 
Yeah, at Cornerstone with, with okay. myself and uh, Ian Kelly. I don't know if you guys are familiar. With we, you. Know we know Ian Kelly. We, we know, know Ian. Ian. I saw Kelly. that on your album, and I was like, "Oh, I know Ian was rapping now. He got Irish dudes rapping. He got a, he got, he got, he got a, 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 a You got a, a different Irish, dude? A different Ian. Okay, okay. Yeah, Ian Kelly, we know that's been on the show. very. I was like, man, maybe he's pushing limericks on this album. Got a limerick. No, different, different individual, I guess. Different individual. No, so he, got a nice, he got a nice host, my Irish name, whoever this is. <laughs> Straight from the motherland. For sure. Yeah, but no, just just uh, staying busy and then, uh, you know, trying to stay healthy, stay active, get out, do things, you know. Yeah. life, man. I feel keep, you. Keep, like, the joy and uh, keep my cup full and shit, you know. So it was Winnebago and then uh, Bodega came out. We're not releasing the name of the new album yet. You know, you could tell us now because this episode ain't coming out to the end of the week. So... Uh, but anyway, still a little, still no. <laughs> not for you. Um, do it on your schedule. Don't yeah, do it on your schedule. Crazy. That's fine. That's See, fine. This, this is what happens with this hiking bullshit. I was gonna make an NFT. Out of it. I was about to say I'll do it with you as an NFT. Oh, yeah. that's the only way you're getting yeah. mine now. <laughs> but also, there's some other like you know some good news in your world, right? You got married this past year. Yeah, I did back in uh, June. I got married. I was trying to remember before I came on here, like when when we, I was on here last. Like it felt like it could have been like six months ago or like three years ago <laughs> yeah, for all no. I fucking <laughs> yeah we're in a time warp we're definitely in a time warp yeah. it was it was almost a year ago it was the end of February beginning of March okay, uh, okay was okay. when you were on yeah. so about a year so how's yeah, your so got... life treating you man it's been great man it's been cool I mean we were already living together and stuff I mean it hasn't been a huge it hasn't been a huge change other than the fact that we're not like stressing over planning a wedding anymore which is nice <laughs> yeah no, I feel but you. uh no it, married life's been great you know, pandemic was a good time to do it, honestly, where it just kind of like we've had a lot of time. You know what I mean? Like our time, we've had a lot of time together and shit. So it was. A- yeah. You don't have to waste money inviting people. Thanks to pandemic. You know, we try to get cheap bastard. You know, her mom's kind of up there in age. My mom's, you know, got some asthma. It made it like very- that. Very I'm easy at, to uh, be selective with our guests. Exactly. <laughs> I'm at the pandemic ending, man. I was using that excuse to not go out with a lot of it, man. You know what, man? You know, my diabetes and shit. I got a blood disease. Right. Is, is it better to been have been single during the pandemic or in a relationship during the pandemic? And and there, I, like, how do y'all feel about that? I think it would be awful to be single during, during the pandemic. Sing, single and looking. Single and looking. If I you're happily single, home. then... I'm single and looking, but I'm also very content. And I was very happy and I was fine being uh-huh. alone at these times. Right. And uh-huh. like I was comfortable being alone. Like it's not hard. I wasn't one of those people that's like freaking out, doing stupid shit, making bread. Like I, I did me. <laughs> I did me and I had a good time during this pandemic. You didn't you, know? you didn't learn how to make a sourdough pumpernickel bread. Aaron? No, motherfuckers doing the same. See, that was the problem. Those are the people you can tell that was having some issues, not issues. They're having problems dealing with the loneliness or the solitude or even if they weren't alone they're like oh let me do what everybody else is doing i didn't have that feeling and i was single and like my personal life that part of my life came to like a abrupt abrupt stop but it was like okay this is where we are right now and let me take each day and go through this right Mm -hmm. you know i i I can see i think it's to each his own on that one right because i didn't struggle at all and like i like being having partners and having women in my life and things like that and i and that shit stopped 
right? Like, like the only person that came in my house during that time was my sister, and she got yelled at for coming, cursed out her and my niece because I they didn't have permission to come in my house. They they begged me because they had to use the bathroom, and I told her to stay her ass at home after that. Nobody punking nobody here. <laughs> exactly. And so that's all I think to each his own. I think some people, you know, like I had like an ex or a friend who uh who was like, yeah, I jumped in this relationships. We were like, let's quarantine together, right? You know, who knows what's gonna happen if this happens here. What's going on? Somebody <laughs> gonna get pregnant. Yeah, some people were like, oh man, you know what? I can stand this person after a while. You know, relationships ended. So I think to each his own, you know, it's all about contentment, man. So that's what I've been seeing a lot is uh, a lot of people who like accelerated the relationship big time because of yes. the pandemic, right? Like they might have been talking ahead of time or just started talking right when mm -hmm. we started and then like might have moved, moved in moved together. In. Yeah, so they just shit, moved yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. We got to lock it down because we don't know when this shit going to end and we don't want to be yeah, alone. Yeah, in this one right. situation, like the person was like, there was things holding them back from that. But then it was like pandemic let's quarantine let's and see for me i was just like you know what let me do me right now let me figure out me you know a lot of time that but that didn't include baking bread no man, for a lot of people i feel me. like let me do me means like let me do it no because it wasn't about them it was about doing what everybody else was doing right, right, right. when they started baking bread and everybody's doing the same. what else was the other thing everybody was doing the tiger king shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit like that. Tiger King and whatever other fucking movie I, I, that I, I saw. Fell I, into, I fell into a lot of uh, planting indoor, you oh, know, yeah. like That's everyone fine. was like, like planted. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't go. Shit. Yeah, because the craziest thing is the nurseries, the plant nurseries were more crowded than booming. the stores. Yeah, they were booming. You know, it was me and yep. my dog. We was chilling here doing our thing. We go for a walk, you know. I, like I said, I think to each his own. I think like, pal, I know you. Well, how, how was your life during this, your social life during this pandemic? Yeah, but I mean, I, Aaron, I, I agree with everything you were saying. And, and Jay, I can see that, too, where, you know, it can accelerate the dynamic. But I did know some people who were living together and then then they both were working from home and were so in each other's face. It caused a big rift in the relationship because there was no space. For me, it was good, but that's because that's because me and my people don't follow the the court like the COVID <laughs> rules. So it was nice. Because it, it was actually was a good say, Powell, Powell didn't have no damn quarantine. So uh, Powell, Powell was up. like pandemic. Don't y'all know? I, I tell the girl if I lick your ass, you know my dick going in it. So whatever my tongue touch, my dick going too. So <laughs> yeah, I was I was catching bodies. So you know and. But it was it was cool because the other people that were out and dating and not adhere, not complying, there was an instant kind of connection because, you know, the people that were out were the ones that weren't going for the BS. Yeah, I heard you was dating more women than Will Smith. Booty, having some booty was more important than drinking water. <laughs> I, I've had a good year, but I'm also I'm in my mid 30s. I got, you know, I'm, I'm cool. I got my I shit together. So it's like I'm I'm, I'm yeah. at the, that's what I'm trying to tell Jared, like we're at our prime right now. I think Kyle got a gag reflex. He was hitting so many hoes this past year and that. No, but, yeah. no, but I'm pointing it down though. I'm turning it down because I got I got I got a special. I don't mean to call them hoes either because I know pal, I know you don't. Oh, no, no, no. I call them no, no. They're the hoes. Trust me, they're the hoes. <laughs> See, if you're awesome. in the south, you hey, can say hey, ho. I think pal, I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, ho, ho yeah. means everything. I, 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 you're I'm, too busy with that coexist sticker. He can't say ho. I don't want to just refer to everyone as hoes. I'm just gonna be a little more than that. I think pal also had an entanglement with Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
In news this week, Kanye West says his new Donda 2 album will not stream on any other platform and will only be available on his STEM player. What do you guys think oh, about that? What the hell is a STEM player? First, you got to tell me that. Yeah. Um, it looks kind of like um, uh, an Alexa. Hey, Lainey, you know what that is? Yeah, it I'm looks kind of like like a, sh- a shower speaker or some shit like that. Like mm-hmm. a little fucking. Oh, so you have to buy that shit to okay. listen to that? Jeremy, Jeremy, you should do an album where you can only listen in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if you recorded your whole album in the shower? There you go. Acoustics Make in the showers are underrated, bro. You can get some I real mean, echo. That's like a little the... creepy. Like, I don't want to be with everyone in their <laughs> shower. <laughs> process, hey, hey, hey. Who was that rapper that recorded the whole album through the phone? Phone when he was in prison, Mac Dre. Mac Dre definitely did. I think one of yeah, that was yeah. That's that was Mac Dre. Yeah, yeah back yeah. in the day, sounded terrible, but it was it was the fact that he did it. So Good. Jeremy, this is this sound. is your version. It's like Mac Dre recorded in jail. I recorded in the shower. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, Donda Two. There will be a uh, February twenty second release date with an accompanying Donda Experience performance scheduled for that same day. That's going to be on IMAX theaters, like in fifteen different cities or some shit like that. Kanye West said it was Donda 2 will only be available on my own platform, the STEM player, he wrote. Not on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or YouTube. Today's artists get just 12% of the money uh, the industry makes. It's time to free music from the oppressive system. It's time to take control and build our own. Currently, the uh, STEM player is selling for $200. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's free these artists and, and take all the money out your pocket was for one a- album. Release this shit on tape, man. You know, the thing I, I, I don't like about this shit is it's, it's something that I kind of run into with Kanye a lot where he's talking about like he's doing this for others. Like a lot of his things are like to open the door for everyone else or whatever. And a lot of times I just feel like this is benefiting you. Other artists can't like myself. I cannot put out a speaker with my album on it tomorrow and have it spread to enough people because no one knows me right now. You, Kanye West, are allowed to leave these labels and leave these these platforms and stuff because everyone already knows you. I feel like he's like thinking about or he's acting like he's doing things with for others without actually thinking about the situation that other people mm-hmm. are necessarily in. It's yeah. like, cool. Go ahead. Go ahead and sell your music however you want to do it. You're a superstar. You've worked to this. You've, you've built this platform for yourself. Go ahead. But you're not necessarily improving my life as an independent musician by selling your step yeah. player. And let's, <laughs> let's not pretend that maybe. The other example is like Jay-Z doing title, basically being like black owned streaming service. And then he just turns right around to sell it to freaking uh, who, who's the guy that bought title from Jay-Z who uh, owns um, Twitter. That hipster dude with, with the beard. Um, I don't know. I don't know his name, but that's what y'all get for trusting a dope dealer. <laughs> Jack Dorsey. That's what it is. Jack Dorsey, yeah. Well, no, I agree. I think it's interesting because it's like, is like, like what Jay Z did with Tidal. Uh, but what he's trying to do here is, is he trying to, you know, shake up the music industry with his power? And, you know, what I'm saying like he is, he's built up this platform. He, he can afford, like, when you, it's, it's just like capitalism, anything else. If you have enough capital behind you, you can take big chances. You, you have so much money, you almost want, or you can't fail. You have so much money that, even if you do take a, a loss, it's going to be a minimal loss and you have the capital to, to, you know, fight through it and find your own avenues to create this. You know what I'm saying? Just having the capital to create an avenue to make something seem viable in itself, just like NFTs or this cryptocurrency. Like these are people who have big money that can make this. That we're, like we're going to make this valuable. And so they're pumping it and presenting it in a way that is getting people to then feel some kind of intrinsic value in it. So 
Kanye has, has has earned that to a degree, I guess. But yeah, do you think this is something that's that's viable? Maybe not immediately for you, but in five, 10 years, do you think as an independent artist, you'll be able to, you know, saying do something on, on this kind of platform instead of the, the typical streaming platforms? Well, there is already one, Jared. It's called Bandcamp. Yeah. Jay Lately, do you use Bandcamp? Yeah, I do. I don't necessarily like, you know, there's a lot of artists who who almost kind of try to direct everyone to their Bandcamp page for that uh -huh. exact reason of like they get to keep the majority of their money from there and shit. But, you know, one thing that I think a lot of up and coming artists kind of um, don't give places like Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music credit for like, yeah, they're taking a lot of our streaming money, but they're employing a lot of people to bring my music into houses all over the world. They have expense, expenses that they take on. Probably my biggest source of new fans is Spotify. Mm. And right. just discovery off of Spotify. And it's through playlists, through people adding it, uh, you know, all these different playlists, basically, that I'm getting it's, free promotion every single day from them. Yeah. And it's that's not to say that I should only be getting like one thirty seventh of a cent per stream or whatever it is. But I think there is a conversation to be said about they are doing a service for us artists as well. I could never be here right now if I had to be signed to a major label. Mm -hmm. And Spotify is part of that process. Or, you know, all these streaming platforms, yeah. I feel like, have been part of that process of opening it all up. For it's me. the ecosystem you choose to live, to work within. Well, it's, it's, right. so, it's sort of like a bank, if I'm not mistaken. You got to diversify. You, you want to be across every platform that you can get to stream your music. So you can reach all the audiences you can get. I, I think that's the best way of doing it. This this is my opinion. But then mm -hmm. once you do have your once you do have your audience, like Kanye's perfectly right in what he's doing. He's gonna make hella more money off this album doing it this way than he would if he had only Streamed tried it. to make streaming money. If I tried to do it that way, it wouldn't work for me right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but right. it's kind of like based yeah, around like remember when Nipsey Hussle was selling that hundred dollar album and everyone thought it was crazy, but it's like, no, nah, he was just tapping in with his fan base that he had built that wanted to support him if every one of them gave yeah. him a hundred dollars he'd be cool yep yep you're right he's tapping in that fan base people like mediocre rap what oh. how dare you <laughs> tell me he didn't just say that how dare you <laughs> mediocre rap <laughs> i like mediocre rap i'm gonna throw a hundred bucks into this guess what there's some r&b singers i like that's mediocre there's no way else about that album for <laughs> I like uh, him. Blasphemous. He was mediocre, though. <laughs> There's a dude named Lorenzo came out in the 90s. Mediocre. No way <laughs> I was going to spend $100 on that. I'm mad I spent nine. Uh, last question, I guess, for you, Jay. So you said, like, you know, you get paid, like, 137th of a cent or something like that from Spotify. Some, you know, uh, small oh, okay. rate. What, for you, what was your highest grossing month? I guess not. And then, and then, but then what for you would be like more of an adequate. What would be like a more adequate, like you think compensation? Cause I see, I see more and more artists speaking on it, but you know, there's not going to be a union for, for musicians, obviously, but like, what would be more fair you think for these platforms to, to kick back to artists for the streams? I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't know. Like I, I, I have no idea about the expenses that, spotify takes on to run their fucking platform you know what i mean like i think a lot mm -hmm. of us are speaking about this as if we know like the business side of mm -hmm. how much it costs to run these things and what they should be selling things for products for or whatever and we know nothing about like so i don't know but what i will say is that i think mm -hmm. there's lots of ways you know that should never be your only source of income streaming is a source of income but it's used almost more now a little bit as discovery as a mode of discovery and then 
you are then trying to capitalize on physical product or shows or something. So Kanye is doing the exact right thing he should be doing. Like he yeah. has all these people that are interested in his music. And instead of putting it out through some bigger organization, that's going to take a bunch of it. Like he'll just give it directly to the fans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For him where he's at, he's doing great. I just think that, uh, I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing. Like I'm sure Spotify is underpaying us big time. I'm sure these people are, over there are walking away with way more money and we're walking away with way less than we deserve but i just think it's a very one-sided conversation when it comes up and i think there's two sides to the conversation yeah i got i got idea what you should do next is be like hey y'all i'm doing my kanye thing i got these portable cd players and the only way you can listen to my cd is on this so i'll say you the cd player for 50, 50 bucks and i say you the cd for 10 bucks on top of that boom pal 60 dollars. you got yourself a deal there you I'll go start doing those um you remember those cd players that used to be in everyone's car that you would yeah. buy like everyone had to get it installed i'll be like <laughs> you, you, i gotta get it, get it reinstalled reinstall <laughs> this yeah we it's like we we even got the the, the, the sound system you can install this in your car right it's like we'll do that for you too for a right. service for you 45 dollars <laughs> um do you see this as something that's viable for the future for future artists? Does it become like more of a thing where they're going to start, you know, releasing uh, their albums on other properties uh, yeah, other I mean, than just the streaming? I think it's like, like just the exact the same way that you've seen like vinyl vinyl right now is selling better than it has since like whatever, 1970 or some shit like that. Like mm. it's um, like, and, and that's the way that a lot of artists are cashing in is like, you have to create a physical product or a show ticket or some experience, you know, like that's what Kanye is doing too with every single one of these Donda parties. He's listening parties. He's making money off that. Like he's creating an experience. Your music cannot be what's monetized as much anymore as opposed to the product or the experience you create with your music. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Kanye is going to make an make the alternative to to music streaming platforms like you know kind of like when jay-z kind of said like oh i'm going to change the game with title like nah it's just another piece of the puzzle yeah are you gonna uh start selling some nfts though that's my last question for you that's my last question as of now no to me that it just doesn't resonate with me like that shit just is not my interest at all I, i i can understand the whole like financial side of it and and all that but like there's no connection to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like music means something to me. And then just, I don't know. You can just sell, sell, sell clips of, uh, of yourself. Uh, you know what I'm saying? At a different venue and just well, sell that for know, Man, she was stuck on this. Yeah. 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 Hey, I if I thought I had someone ready to buy a $50,000 NFT from me though, I would for sure make it. I could tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to tell Jay lately, don't worry about none of these questions that make no musical sense. And I want to ask you, <laughs> I ask you how you celebrating Black History Month, which we all, all the musicians called Jay Dilla Month. All the musicians called, called Black History Month Jay Dilla Month? Jay, Jay Dilla Month, yeah, pretty much. I, you know, I couldn't tell you anything I'm doing special to celebrate Black Hist- History Month. And uh, maybe I need to do something different. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And you got you to rap over a Jay Dilla beat. What you got to gotta do is get it, get you one of the, the ones that's not, um, I, I guess you just do a freestyle and do, do, a, do a little mix, rap over one of them quick Jay Dilla beats. And that's where we can celebrate Black History Month together, baby. I don't think, in my mind, I don't think a, a white and Asian rapper rapping over uh, deceased hey. Jay Dilla beat is the best way to honor black. Hey, how how shoes do it? <laughs> hey. Yeah, but that was, he he was a friend. He was a he was a friend of of Jay Dilla. 
Hey, Angel hey, celebrate Black History Month by going to every chicken place from churches to KFC, the Jim Dandy, and Pioneer Chicken all within the month. Come on, man. No, that's not a sign of disrespect. That's a, a sign of honor. I mean, this man. Yeah. See, in my mind, I, I look at, uh, you know, one of the better ways I could maybe honor it is not making it about myself and letting I, the black voices no, be heard. No, no, don't, don't, don't make it about yourself. Just, just, just honor black people in that way. Just I, honor Jared. Only honor Jared. <laughs> This is what I'm doing, actually. I'm coming on this podcast. I think you're doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. See, I think you're doing, doing the right thing. You know what? See, that's Angel all you trying to do. push you into a Jerry thing, too. I got a better idea, though. You do that Jay Dilla beat rapping over it as an NFT. <laughs> and then you sell it. I don't and, think he know what an and, NFT and, really and, is. No, and, the, and the proceeds go to a the, the Negro College Fund or something like that, right? You know what I'm sure. saying? All the proceeds go to an HBCU. All the yeah. proceeds go to uh, to one of Michael B. Jordan's uh, uh, dunk contests, and get and take ten percent off the top. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> <Might as> well, nice, <laughs> well. In other news, the Olympics has been going on. The Winter Olympics. Hey, you guys been watching it? I have watched more than I hate to admit. <laughs> I've watched it. I don't think I've ever watched the Olympics in my entire life. I hate to admit that it's not it's not good. You know why? Because y'all 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 sports junkies. Yeah. I'm a sports junkie. I, so I, I can't, yeah, I can't I can't do it, man. Some of that you stuff. Know, I, you know I, that I time when you sitting there and you like, man, I'm gonna change my wife's oil. I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck he doing. I'm gonna watch goddamn curling. Yeah. <laughs> if you have watched it, you know you can share your your best or worst of the Olympics, but it's ending. The it's Winter ended. Olympics had its two weeks run. It was a beautiful, momentous event. There was scandal as usual. There was questionable ethics as usual. There was, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people probably having sex inside the hotel rooms as usual. Um, and there was- No, no, that was not happening. Oh, the, the Chinese government was like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dude, they were husband and wives that couldn't even see each other. <laughs> they saw each other through a plastic screen Right before he competed, it was like it was like two black, two big ass like plastic things. It was like a scene. It was like a they had to blow. List. Here's the craziest thing. Yes, and they had to blow kisses at each other with their mask on. That's nice. Like, dude, right, this well, was draconian, dude. Hey, bro. Well, I'm gonna say is that they didn't have the Olympics didn't get shut down by COVID, so they was doing something right. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't because when you when you tested positive, you went into extreme lockdown. They allowed that one bobsledder, that black lady. She mm -hmm. was allowed to have like, dude. She had like weights, like a big, so she could do squats and shit. That was it. And, a, and it was a small ass room. Like she's sleeping on top of that bar or something. <laughs> I'm like, she was like, that was the quarantine. It was horrible. They didn't get, they, they didn't even get internet reception when they were quarantined. <laughs> like, we don't want you spreading no information about how you're doing. We want people to not know how you're doing at all. Dude, that um, shit was draconian. Well, in, in, in Olympic news, uh, one of the highlights is uh, Finnish cross-country skier Remy Lindholm had an issue um, with his PP. <laughs> the man suffered. <laughs> The man suffered, and you over here laughing. <laughs> you can't even make it through the goddamn. <laughs> the motherfucker's penis froze. The motherfucker's penis froze after a they had to shorten the race by twenty k to a thirty k race because of the frigid conditions. Um, however, those safety measures still did not uh, keep Remy Lindholm from getting a frozen penis at the end of the race. What do you guys think about that? He should do porn now. Man got frozen penis, dude. He should, he should do porn. Like Richard, John Wayne Babbitt? <laughs> Richard Sickle. 
<laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> That's a great thing. That's a great one. <laughs> I can't follow that one, Jerry. <laughs> Apparently, he said that uh, applying heat after the race uh, allowed it to come back to normal temperature, but the pain became excruciating upon that fact. So, yeah, guys, trying to do any cross-country skiing? Yeah, see, this is, this is what I mean, Jared. Uh, I'm going to give a quick credit corner shout-out to Jared for uh, putting Winter Olympics. Hey, have anyone anyone here been skiing? I, I, I'm, Jared. I'm Jared not, skis ridiculously. Ski. He can okay. ski good. Okay. Uh, most of the black folks don't ski. And I, I'm talking about, man, it was, it was some black people skiing this year. Well, <laughs> they look like they knew how, what the fuck they was doing, but they was skiing. They was all skiing. Last, last time I went skiing, I was in a tractor trailer and somebody skied right into me. <laughs> Aaron, Piedro, did you see anything from the Olympics that you thought was good or bad, uh, appreciably? You know what? This is sad. You know what was good? You know how in Summer Olympics, a lot of those contestants from other countries, even this country, they have like some stories, like for them growing up, them making it through some things. Even Lolo, uh, what was her name? Lolo Jones. Lolo Jones. She was porn, living in like the bottom of some basement of a shut, of a condemned place. Oh. Usually the Summer Olympians have great stories. And the Winter Olympics never, never have a story, right? It's like, oh man, you know, she, uh, she had to move from Torrance, California, up to Tahoe so they could ski every day. That's the, so the good was that the NBC telecast did not try to paint a sad story anywhere. They didn't try it at all. They just stuck to the games. So that was the good. It's sad that that's the good, that they didn't try to paint no story. Another good, a lot of people of color from the United States did well, even if they weren't representing the United States, right? There was a Puerto Rican bobsledder. Oh, no, she was, a, excuse me, Puerto Rican uh, luge runner. She almost died out there. So I think she did well because she she actually walked away from her accident. Uh, she's actually from Texas, though. A couple of people that represent China that was actually from California, one from Beverly Hills, one from San Francisco. The black woman that's also the figure skater. I mean, that speed skater that won gold. And also a two-woman bobsled team, a two African-American, two black African-American, whatever you want to call, whatever floats your boat, that finished silver. Some of the Asian-Americans did really well figure skating. Vincent um, uh, Chin won gold. You know, it's funny. We think of Winter Olympics as a white sport, which it mostly is, especially in other, the Nordic countries and other countries. But, you know, the people of color came from the United States, came and showed out. You know, you give them a chance, give them an opportunity, it might happen. Last time I uh, went skiing, sure? it was down Baldwin Hills. <laughs> <laughs> which one is this, Jared? This is a Haitian dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he was out there. He actually did pretty well, better than what I thought a Haitian dude would do. Uh, apparently, I ain't gonna lie. I got how, a real wait, how, wait a minute. He has, hold on, hold on. He's a Haitian? How do Haitian. you afford them? Who sponsored this? How do you afford them skis in that shithole country? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he had the only clean water source, Pedro. Uh, he, he was tapping on. it straight from the sewer. He made enough Hanes, uh, Hanes. He did what I always say I wanted to do in Venezuela. Go out there and slang water. He didn't know how to stop right there. It looked like he almost broke his leg. Dude, he he did look like he, he heard it. <laughs> I think he did. He did not know how to stop. He did pretty well, though. So I'm no, telling you, man, good, it, was, man. it was really shocking for, you know, like I said, African-American bobsled team, African-American women really did they thing. People did they thing, man. My favorite event is the biathlon where they have to go, you know, and they, that country, cross country, and then they have to shoot those targets. That's one of my favorite events. because I, uh, I just... mine, 
mine is bobsledding. Bobsledding is just like racing to me. Yeah. It's like automobile racing. So I take, I, the, I take the bobsled. There's one problem with bobsledding. They added, see, okay, here's a bad, Jared. They added new events. They did with what like ILC did for swimming, which make a ton more medals, just so I guess they can have more things to show. So there was like a lot of team events that were new. There were a lot of mixed doubles. There was like a snowboard race that was mixed that was new. And then here's another thing that was crazy. They added the mono bobsled. That tripped me out. It's one person on a bobsled pushing that shit. And let me tell you, one person pushing a bobsled cannot get enough speed. That shit looked like slow motion, Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> it was slow motion. I'm sitting there like, man, they taking them forever. So the vessel's not the the vessel's not smaller than it is smaller, but I think it's still it still has to have some weight on it, you know, to build up the speed to go down. You know, when you see the four person, they picking up a lot of speed. When you see the two, they still pick up good speed. Watch here, it is the one person. Watch how slow it seems. (laughs) See, it's just like shit. Is she moving? (laughs) Just slow work their way down the track. It's like a casual ride. There's not enough weight behind that motherfucker. No, and that's yeah. another thing because the weight, yeah, the weight of people speeds it up. They like, should make that thing smaller. It should be like a tiny little pod. They do. They have that. It's called the luge and yeah. skeleton. We don't need a we don't need a one person bobsled team anymore. Hey, you should look up Puerto Rican Puerto Rican luge. It wasn't a bad crash where you know like oh man she might be dead, but it was just like when she was racing, I was sitting there like thinking. Man, she might not. She might. She might not survive this. Like at one point, she lost. You could tell she was losing. Oh, that's not her. That's uh This is the Norwegian chick. Yeah, this this looks way more wild than the single person bus. There it is. So this one, and here's the crazy thing: like the track, the Puerto Rican was right after this, I believe. Here, the track was like had this tough turn that none of them could basically do. Ooh. Yeah, see, it had this one turn that none of them could do. So and here's the crazy thing about Luge. Your time counts. Like a lot of them, they weren't, it wasn't going to count because they, they were, they went, you got to be touching your sled. So some of them were holding on for dear life, like face first, holding on to the sled, trying to get across the line. Because the crash they couldn't handle was at the end. So that's why, even though they've fallen over, they're still trying to hold on. It was like one Ooh. turn that kept getting them all. See, that's why they're still holding on. That person's still holding on. Yeah, and trying to hop on a little bit. <laughs> you have to be touching it for it to count. That's crazy. There's your girl Elizabeth Sweeney right there, Jared. <laughs> Sapphire, I think her name was like, I think it might have been Emily Sweeney. She didn't make it either. She's going face first. <laughs> Dude, that's tight. She knew how to boogie board. Um, I'm telling you, it was crazy, man. <laughs> a lot of fun. They were all had it on their face. Do you see Damn, that? Look at this I thought she was hurt. Right here. The board is right to her. The sleigh is right to her across the. Hey, it's still counting because her foot was connected to the thing. So she made it to the next round. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. I'm not a person that watch auto racing and hope for a car accident, right? I don't like the car accident. I like the racing. But this shit was actually kind of hilarious, especially since they all got up and walked from it. Yeah, nobody died. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I hate watching it when the shit dies, especially skeleton. It's like, oh my God, they're going to die. Cutty Corner Shoutouts, Cutty Corner Shoutouts, Cutty Corner Shoutouts is the segment we end the show on where everyone gets a chance to rank and oh, play. Andrew Wiggins, Pedro, Andrew Wiggins. I'm sorry. That's not Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> or call out something that's positive in the world. Cutty Corner Shoutouts, Cutty Corner Shoutouts. It's time. It's time. It's time. Cutty, cutty, cutty. We're burning out. Oh, 
Aaron, do you have yes. a Cutty Corner shout out? I do. So my Cutty Corner shout out goes out to, I'm not one of those people that tell people what to do, what to do in life and how to do certain things. But my Cutty Corner shout out goes out to men who uses public bathrooms and don't like using the euros. They go straight to pee. Euros open and they go straight to pee on the toilet, right? And it's just like, dude, the other day, look, man, I had a grumpy building up. You know, I was out. I was at the farmer's market. They had no bathroom there, right? I was like, okay, let me see how long. Maybe I can hold this till I get home and run my errands. Nope, didn't happen. Had to run in Barnes and Noble, right? About to go in. Guess what? I got to spend the next three minutes not only holding a tight ass and clutching shit, clutching my tight ass, but trying to clean piss off the floor and the toilet seat, right? Use the urinal. It's one thing we're in a ball game. I know a lot of people drinking beer. If none of the urinals open, all right, you got to go pee. Go ahead. You're at a ball game. This is what people do. But look, man, public spaces, try to wait for the urinal, man. Try to wait. There's nothing wrong than me pulling down my pants and then having my belt buckle be heavy. And next thing I know, I'm over there washing my belt buckle in the city. It's just shouldn't happen. Men, men, please get over any insecurity you have about peeing in a urinal or, or even a trough with someone else. That's like the same people who act like, oh man, I don't get dressed in locker rooms, public locker rooms, shit like that. Look, dude, I go out and shower. Even when I was young in my 20s, I was like, you know what? You got to get over this shit. When I was in high school, I used to shower in high school. I said, you got to get over this shit, dude. I need to get clean and fresh because there's girls at my high school. That's some good looking women. I couldn't go. Once my PE got moved to second period, I had to start taking showers. Patty has some big ass titties. I wasn't going funky the rest of class. So just like that, People need to get over, like, going to the gym. I remember being in the RSF. I mean, even now in Equinox, I've seen a guy go fully clothed into the steam room, into the shower, and then fully clothed in the steam room. Nah, dog, don't bring no clothes in here. This is a nice, clean environment. Keep the shit out. You know, if you don't want to take a shower here, you're that embarrassed or insecure, take your shit home and shower, right? Go where the fuck you need to go. This ain't the place for you. If you're that insecure about using a trough or urinal, then, then wait till you get home. Stop pissing on the toilet seat and ground people. People have to take a shit and shouldn't have to worry about their clothes getting fucking wet from your piss or having to clean the shit out of the toilet seat. Most places you go got like half a ply of toilet paper. You know how hard it is to clean piss off a toilet seat and then have to lay down that half a ply hoping that it don't get wet? I got double and triple up just to keep my ass from being having your piss on my ass? This shit's ridiculous, man. I should do a DNA test after I get home and figure out who the fuck it is and go and just piss all over their fucking house. Aaron just mad because he don't like going into a toilet having to feel like spread your cheeks and lift your sack. Basically, <laughs> you got to hold your sack because then you're worried about like accidentally like hitting the top of the toilet when you're going down. Like, man, I got an old now. So, you know, I ain't got that. My knees need a little support. Now I'm worried about touching the fucking door. You know, you look over and you're like, damn, look how much piss are on this fucking walls. Because why? People scared to use a fucking urinal in front of somebody. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Aaron, everybody don't have a BBC. <laughs> I don't care what you got, man. It's about taking a fist in. It ain't about fucking. Pedro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Uh, skip over me. Uh, I got one, but I'm trying to remember it. You know how I'm all <laughs> God damn. Good morning. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Like he gonna remember in the next two minutes. <laughs> what a silly Negro. Uh, yes. <laughs> I agree. What one? <laughs> All right. Jay Lately, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? 
Yeah, I'll do a, a positive shout out directed at the meth head community of the greater Jenner area <laughs> uh, for always making myself and Jared feel comfortable when we come up that way. You realize that make you feel comfortable so you can lower your guard and, you know, leave your house. You're like, oh, man, I'm comfortable to leave my house and, and not make sure all the windows close and they trying to get that I copper wire. <laughs> Uh, all right, Jay Lady, I appreciate that. We got to we got to represent for our for our uh, sometimes racist meth meth uh, friends. <laughs> How do you have a cutty corner shout out? I do have a cutty corner shout out, and this one goes to the two most average athletes to ever be glorified on a on a major sports stage: Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, who <laughs> basically. <laughs> the stars of the quote unquote NFL while being total mediocrity, mediocre athletes and uh, just basically uh, small jars of Mayo and uh, <laughs> just mind blowing that they, that they were elevated to the heights that they were elevated. Hey, so you like me, you believe Aaron Donald should have been MVP. I mean, it's just like, I wouldn't recognize Matt Stafford or Cooper cup in a grocery store. And I don't think most people would. <laughs> Pedro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Hey, go past me because I forgot what my Cutty Corner shout out was. Good morning. I'm Wilfred Brimley and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. This motherfucker, you ain't gonna remember. <laughs> Jared, Jared, you really think Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup are the best quarterback receiver duo in the NFL? Uh, they were this one season. <laughs> Fuck them. No, the, the, uh, they were good. I think a lot of it was the scheme. So, yeah, uh, for sure, the scheme. I, I believe it was the scheme. Stafford had has an arm. It's not – It's yeah. not him and golf have an arm. It's just Stafford – Sees the field better. Makes the little – yeah, makes the little better decisions. Yeah, he can see that's the field all. better. That's, that's the difference. Like, you know, even like Matt Ryan can't throw that much anymore and he can't move, so he's just kind of sitting duck. But he can see pockets in the field and make the throws to certain pockets of the field still well enough to where he's like he's better than a golf who like can't see the field and can't read a defense and can't see those pockets as easily. I guess my cutty corner shout out is gonna piggyback off of Powell. My cutty corner shout out goes out to Kellen Moore, you bitch motherfucker. Oh Kellen Moore. <laughs> Kellen Moore just happens to be the uh offensive coordinator of the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys and Brandon Taco Pablo's former teammate at Boise State. Goes out to uh, him and Dak Prescott. I, you know, people talk to me that say I'm a hater. I'm like, yes, I am a hater. Okay, a lot of my fandom is derived off yeah. initial hate. You know, it's, it's all spark. So, mind you, embrace it. Yeah, embrace the hate, but it's not. But it's not a hate out of actual pure hate. It's a hate out of very strong critiquing of something. And you know what I'm saying? And 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 critiquing it. Sometimes you gotta let things be what they are. Some things are better than when you you, you want them to be. Some things are worse than you want them to be. Dak Prescott has proven to be worse than I want him to be. Damn. Kellen Moore is not helping him be better than what he needs to be, right? Cutty Coder shout out goes to both of them. I gave Derek Carr his credit this year. People look at me crazy because, you know what I'm saying, I hate Derek Carr and I think he's still a mediocre piece of shit. But this year he did some really good things as a leader that he's never shown. And maybe it's a one-off thing. I'm not saying, I'm not counting on him doing it again next year, but I will give him his credit if I see him do something above what I expected. So kudos to Derek Carr. You still ain't shit. And you can still eat a dick. Uh, aside from that, Dak Prescott, you over here, you know what I'm saying? You can't see the field like Matthew Stafford. 
obviously, because you're sitting in the pocket, staring fools down on out routes the whole goddamn time. And Kellen Moore, you got Amari Cooper, who is faster, stronger, more explosive, jumps higher than Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup had more catches, more yards, and more touchdowns than every other receiver. You have a guy that has a skill set that's elite and better than his, and you have an opportunity as a genius offensive coordinator to get that guy the ball. I don't want to hear about Cooper Cup getting all these catches, all these touchdowns, and all this, that, and the other. When you see the routes he's running and the different play designs he's running them under and through, it's like, yeah, that's called good scheme. That's called good offensive coordinating. You know what you ain't doing, Kellen Moore? None of that. Because what was Amari Cooper doing, doing, doing during half the year? Not catching the ball. Why? Maybe it's because Dak Prescott not playing well enough. And two, maybe it's because you have him only running out routes. Piedro, do you have a cutting Chris, corner shout out? Wait a minute. Chris Paul's out for two months. He broke, he broke, he broke his hand that bone. last game. Uh, uh, <laughs> my cutting corner shout out goes to, I can't remember. And um, uh, it was going towards um, something to do with brokers or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, California surcharges. Uh, I'm getting tired of this. $5 a gallon gasoline for a car is one thing. $5 gasoline on diesel mixed with 20% bio. This is why you guys are going to be paying a lot of money for stuff pretty soon. This is why inflation is going up. California, calm your communist ass down. <laughs> and then you had, on top of that I had some brokers you wonder why you can't get your PS5s and be on the look for your PS5s people it has a nerve to try to offer me the market rate was $1,500 to do a round trip to California from Long Beach, California to Phoenix, Arizona and then they want the container back they want it back empty okay so you're making the revenue going back. To make that make any sense, $5 a gallon diesel? If you have 100-gallon tanks on each side, guess how much that's going to you? cost you to fill up? $1,000. So where is your profit? It's absolutely ridiculous, um, these rates they're offering in and out of California. And then and they're trying to ban older trucks while, y'all, while we're in the supply uh supply chain uh, shortage. Uh, it's not the time. It's, this is not the time. This is why I voted for Trump. If the, Trump was out here, we would have three gallon, $3 a gallon diesel fuel. We have freedom to burn our stacks the way we want. And you guys would be getting stuff on the cheap. Never mind your health, safety, never mind the atmosphere, never mind what you need to breathe and drink clean water. You would get cheap hamburgers. But now you're not getting those cheap $1 hamburgers. Now you got to pay $2.99 for it because California wants to charge $5. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Cannot live F-U with California. them. <laughs> F you California. You're $5 gas. What the hell's wrong with you? I pay $5.09 a day. $5.09 a day. I never thought the day's going to come where I got to rob the gas station. We close. <laughs> Hey, hey, put 20 gallons, put, put 20 gallons of pump three, I'm dumping. Well, that is our show, my friends. That is our show. Uh, thank you for listening. Jay Lately, thank you for coming on. Appreciate yes, you yes, as always. Definitely. Doing your Black thank History you Month having... service. <laughs> thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate I got, it. I got an idea. Hey. We can make a, a high school 510 Jay Lately 
uh, graphic feature nft it boom it's like hey for black history it. month you should have over, i'll give you uh, i'll give you guys 65 percent of the profits and i'll only take 45 for black history month <laughs> hey, exactly <laughs> and make your profit hey i i always say profit off of somebody else's hard work try to try to pro- profit off of it do as much as you can and take care of yourself nobody loves you but you uh, where can people uh, find your uh, your website or, or where, where, where you can find your stuff and then when your next show is one more time? On yeah. STEM, right? Everything's on, uh, yeah, yeah, on the new uh, the new STEM. Uh. <laughs> that Yeezy. He got the, he's got talking about Yeezy. It's, it's got Donda 2 and my new album. That's all that's on. <laughs> you got your new uh, album. Are you going to be sending out compact disc players? We might have some of those. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, the next the next show is on March 11th at a uh, at Cornerstone in Berkeley, um, and then uh, you can check out all my music on my website justlatelymusic.com or just on Instagram at jlately, Spotify, Apple Music, all that, YouTube, everything. Okay. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, Lido P, man, any final words you got for us, player? Uh, Steph Curry's the goat, baby. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's yeah. going kind of far. Reestablishing his legacy and his greatness. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know. How many points did he have in this all star? Yeah, 50. Put up that 50 piece. Well, that is our show, my friends. Thank y'all for listening. Please tap in with us. Uh, 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 check out Jay Lately's work. And if you are in the Bay Area, make sure you go uh, check out Cornerstone on March 11th and check out that show. It should be, should be a popping time. I might try and make my way over there and peek in. Potentially, we all Jay Lately music people scream yeah. it. That's in my name. Motherfucker been scared of Cornerstone during this whole pandemic. Man, they almost way over there. I'm gonna talk shit about him. I almost, I almost lost my credit card to Cornerstone the day the pandemic hit and everything was closed. Yes, that's true. We were there. We were, <laughs> we were there the day before, and then I forgot my 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 debit card there. I called him, and the dude was like, "Man, you lucky you called me right now. I was about to lock up and leave. We closed for <laughs> no." And I was we like, "Oh, for next two years." <laughs> <laughs>
His uh, wedding vows sound like this. It says, Hawkslack, Smackback, Smoke, Bearzack, Mechack. And don't don't feel like I'm every other like every other dude either, Jay Lately. <laughs> I learned pain from my old lady. So everything's all good. You say you learned what? I learned game from my got old you, lady. She you, taught yeah. me everything I know about hoeing. <laughs> Damn. Everything I know about hoeing. Then then I, I, I took some of that, put it together about my father's lifestyle. My father was like, pal, he was out there. So I just put all that, I put all that together. And uh, we, mi- we mixed it up. And I'll start understanding life. So I give excellent marriage advice. Well, I think so anyway. Nobody listens to me, but <laughs> I still have great ideas when it comes to okay, marriage well, life. We might need well, to well I had kind of a hybrid, actually, because I was parenting half the time. So when I was parenting, you know, I was on that, you know, was just working on self, building that relationship, you know, homeschooling my child. So, um, so, so then I kind of, I so it wasn't like a full-time Oh shit! It was just like half. <laughs> Sounds like a good balance. Right. You gotta have balance. Exactly. Exactly. Drunk or no drunk, I didn't touch everything else you know about this shit, right? Yeah. And about how you had to just live. Period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>